I'm talking about summer reading and how the kids can practice reading at the beach. Oh, is okay, because mine about? isn't anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing activities to close the year that are fun. Okay. <laughs> what are you talking about for summer? <laughs> I think Darla has the giggles. Okay, welcome everybody to Literacy Ladies Podcast. I'm your first literacy lady, Michelle Whitco. I'm a language arts consultant for the city of Danbury, and we also have our second literacy lady, Dr. Shaw. How are you, Darla? Oh, I'm in a very fine mood today, Michelle. Oh, I can tell. We are we have a little bit of spring fever here on the Little Literacy Ladies Podcast. A little spring fever. Today we'd like to talk to you about some end of the year activities. Boy, the year goes by so fast. When you come back from April vacation, sometimes you just have a couple more weeks of instruction, and then it comes Memorial Day weekend, and then you come back and it's field day and graduation ceremonies. If you're in the primary grade, sometimes you have kindergarten graduation, which is so much fun to look forward to. So today we're going to talk about like what are some of the your favorite things to do at the end of the year with your kids. Dr. Shaw, why don't you start us off today? Um, Well, uh, one of the things that my students do and they seem to really enjoy is they like to have their students write a letter to a student that will be coming in next year and sitting in their seat. And in this particular letter, they tell that incoming student exactly what the year um, is going to be like for them. And the student feels very welcome coming to the desk and finding that letter. And then speaking of letters, another thing that some teachers do that I think is amazing and has great results is they have students write a letter to themselves about what they did that year or their goals. And then that teacher, if they're well organized, keeps this letter until they graduate from high school. Now, some people have moved, but if they're in the same house, when they graduate from high school, they get this very special letter from elementary school. And there's usually a class picture with it, and they treasure that so much. Oh, wow, that's a great idea. I like the idea of keeping it for when students are even bigger. But that's a nice idea for the students coming in is that they could have a little uh, letter in their desk of who sat there the year before. Great idea. That kind of ties in with my idea about goal setting. Some of the kids, when at the end of the year, can talk about and do a little reflection on some of their goals. Maybe one of their goals was to be a better reader. Maybe one of their goals was to do, was to learn all of their math facts and they could write just a little reflection about something that I did this year. So a couple of the prompts that we use in kindergarten and first grade would be like, what were the things I'm proud of this year? What were some of the things I accomplished? And it could be just a simple picture with some labels. It could be a letter maybe to their teacher. It could be just a paragraph of a couple of sentences. But it's a nice way to kind of think about the goals they had maybe in the beginning of the year and how they accomplished them at the end of the year. 
I think that's a great idea. It reminds me of one of Jamie Lee Curtis's books. It's sort of like I used to, but now I, and how they've grown up. And I like to have students, you know, where am I now? But now at the end of the year, how I have um, grown. And I think students really love when teachers make like a video diary during the year. It's so easy to take videos and pictures of the kids. And then at the end of the year, you just have this special showing of all of the highlights. And actually it can be shared, uh, with the parents as well. And if the teacher um, is not that good with the technology, just some sort of a little scrapbook. And um, entries from all of the kids, anything to do with memories, uh, making just a class timeline of what happened in February and in November, and all of the great highlights of the year. And I love things like uh, you have a wall at the end of the year, and I read the story about the prickly pears and the warm fuzzies, and the kids all give warm fuzzies to everybody in the class for something small that they did in the year to make them feel special. Oh, I like that. I like that kind of peer interaction between them. So listeners, you can always try some of those things, a little reflection log, as Darla was saying, a letter to, um, you know, the next person sitting in your desk or a letter to your teacher. Another idea I had for some, um, you know, end of the year activities, things, how to wrap it all up would be looking forward a little bit, like looking forward to summer reading. And what does it feel like to be out of school and read in the summer? So Darla, I had a couple ideas about, you know, things that, you know, kids in kindergarten, first and second grade could do is that they could practice reading in the summer. Like where are some places you read in the summer? You read at the beach, you read in the car. Um, A lot of our kids have iPads or Amazon Kindles. You read on an electronic device. Um, You can read reading A to Z. You can read on apps like Epic. So having the kids practice what it's going to feel like to read in the summer. So I picture it, you know, first graders, uh, for the listeners out there, I have my own first grader. My son is in first grade. So something I picture is him in his classroom, maybe on a beach towel. One of those last few weeks of school, they bring in a beach towel and he just can sit there on his beach towel and read and practice that, you know, this is what it's going to feel like to read in the summer. So things like that, maybe they're going to be reading in a car. So maybe they put their chairs in order where there's a passenger seat and a driver's seat and they read like that, like they're reading in the car. Um, They could also pretend instead of, you know, reading at the beach, they could pretend that maybe they're reading on an airplane or they're reading at summer camp or they're reading first thing in the morning. So just activities like that to kind of look forward and to set kids up, especially younger kids, to set them up to see what it's going to feel like to read in the summertime. Anything that stimulates the imagination is amazing. Uh, This week I had Rooney, the reading therapy dog from Roar in. How nice. And um, MJ, who is his trainer, said to the kids very much the same thing. Um, dogs love to be read to mm-hmm. and they have special books even that they like to hear so practice reading to your pets also if you don't have a pet get a stuffed animal oh I love that idea right so you know that whole practice 
practice reading, I think, is so important. I love reading to the therapy dogs, too. They probably only like dog stories, though, right, Darla? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they also like food stories and forest stories. That's what we were told by Rudy, right? (laughs) What other activities are you thinking about for the end of the year? Well, you know, I I just sort of like... um, to have like a poetry slam where the kids have been sort of collecting their favorite poets, writing their own poems or so many of our kids are so talented today and, you know, just sort of have an open mic night. And I I like to save sometimes the reader's theaters that they have written, you know, for a reader's theater. Oh, Um, what a great idea. What a great idea. um, You know, just things like you mentioned um, in the beginning about color days, field days, uh, having scavenger hunts for math or for literacy. And I know in some of the schools, they work all year and they have fundraisers. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to have some sort of a culminating activity to celebrate the funds that you have raised and give them to whatever group that you are giving them to. That is so special to bring service learning into the classroom. Yes. Now, educators can also kind of reflect at the end of the year, too. This is a great time for teachers to think about, hmm, what's something that really worked well this year? What's something that didn't work so well this year? So it's a great time for educators as well to self-reflect. And something that I think about, too, and this is so great about the podcast is, Um, If there is something like that you're not very familiar with or you feel like you could learn more about as an educator, you know, for an an example, just myself, something I learned a lot about this year was poetry. I didn't know a lot about poetry in the primary grades prior to this year. Um, So I was kind of self-aware about that you know, the summer before. And I thought, hmm, what could I do to kind of learn more about it? And you could do this with math or science, whatever you feel like you need a little bit more knowledge on. There are so many webinars. Darla, you can go on to Heinemann.com. There are webinars by authors. There are webinars about products that they sell. You can go on to writing teachers and read articles. So there's all types of different professional development, like more learning into a topic Mm -hmm. that teachers can do over the summer. So teachers, you know, take the time at the end of the year to reflect what's something that you'd like to know more about and then go find some resources on it. There is so much out there that I think people would be pleasantly surprised on their learning. It's not like the old fashioned learning where you had to go to a meeting or you had to go to an in-service day. It's more informal. It's a podcast. It's a webinar. It's an article. It's a Twitter chat. Even, you know, any of those types of things. So think about reflecting. Right. And I think that's so great. And the last thing that I would just like to say, I remember um, it was so common, you know, people would take a time capsule and they would bury the time capsule and kids like that. Mm -hmm. And, but you don't even have to do that. You can do that through technology today. Mm -hmm. And each class can do a time capsule to capture what happened during the year in the world and in the United States and in their own community and in the school and they have a record something that they can look back to over the years and i think that's what's so important about the end of the year as you said set those goals and evaluate Mm -hmm. them 
Oh, great. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We are Literacy Ladies. We are under the Western Connecticut State University media app. You can search us on iTunes and leave us a review. Leave us a star. Leave us a comment. Uh, We love to hear feedback. So thanks for listening, and we hope you have a great end of the year.